What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? This is your girl, Saina Wynn, and you have tuned into yet another episode of Cosines and Tangents. I may be your friend, I may be your foe, I don't know, but what I do know is that I have a wonderful guest with us. Her name is Oya, and she is a poet that I met uh, on my birthday, actually, and she oh, is, um, right, I know, it was amazing. <laughs> um, it was, uh, you are bright and beautiful and young and you were down to be on my podcast as soon as I asked you and I was like yes queen let's talk um so I'm very excited to have oh yeah no yeah no dang it I missed it oh yeah oh yeah 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 I'm sorry I just I I knew what I was gonna say but I was like is that right but I, I would love for you to go ahead and just in, introduce yourself to um, our listeners today. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll get started with our, just, with our conversation. Cool. Um, so it's your girl. Oh, yeah. The walking poet, the fire breathing dragon, the vampire slayer, the grandfather slayer, the girl that you want to take home to your mama. Ooh. <laughs> girl. Okay. I'm going to call you bitch. Can I say bitch? Because bitch, I need a new intro. <laughs> is is giving very much like game of thrones but poetry and i love it so oh yes honey i feel like you might be a nerd too so we're gonna talk we're gonna have fun today (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) oh yeah the walking poet thank you so much for coming and talking to me today i'm so excited to just kind of get to know you um so um here. Oh, so I'm so thankful. I just love you. <laughs> um I might have to take some moments to gush just uh gush for you just or fangirl because like uh so uh, just to give y'all some backstory, I met oh yeah. I just I wanna say it's is it right? I keep saying it. My my brain yeah. is like okay. <laughs> my brain is like, you said it wrong. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very particular about names because that's the thing that we have and that's the thing that we want to go by. So I, I'm very respectful of names because mm-hmm. coming from Santa, people call me Sarah, Santa, Satan. And so I just want to make sure I write. Uh, but anyway, so I met Oya um, when she came for my birthday and she's just, she was just a very positive light. You have great energy. Um, you're very ambitious, mm-hmm. you're smart, and you're freaking talented. And I finally got a chance to hear you do one of your poems when we were in Ohio together. And I was shook us. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> and so as soon as I heard shook shook with the TH, shook us. Uh, so I was just like so impressed by you. You so you just seem like you have a great head on your shoulders. But I feel like the the power and the energy that you you transmitted through that poem that you have a whole lot of life that that you put into that poem. So I just want to know. I want to ask you the first question is just how are you emotionally, physically, and spiritually? Let's just get down to it. You know, today I'm really good emotionally. Um, I'm on a, I'm on a high. And you know, life got its, it has its ups and downs. But emotionally, today I'm feeling really, really good. I had a yeah. hair appointment, yeah. okay. and I got to you know help somebody with their crown. She walked out of here feeling and looking like a real hundred dollar stallion. <laughs> and um, yes. <laughs> And, um, you know, like, I feel good. I feel really good um, mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling positive, um, motivated, and just dedicated to the grind. Um, spiritually, I'm grateful. You know, I listened mm-hmm. to a little bit of gospel, started twerking on little Kirk Franklin, you know. Um, but hopefully Twerk God on. don't strike me down for <laughs> twerking on the gospel music. But <laughs> I was like, let's twerk on the gospel music, okay? I mean, it is. Just- <laughs> sometimes it gets you hyped so you know you got a little toy toy exactly little i see you a little a little a little dougie a little (laughs) okay (laughs) well that's great i i love that you are having a positive day let's start the friday and hopefully bring it around to the next few days that we have um so let me ask you this how did you get into being a poet like tell me about that 
that's when we gonna get into my life story. Yo, I told. <laughs> I started um by uh, dating a poet, I guess. But like, oh. so in high school, I wrote poetry, but it was kind of like you know, the roses are red, violets are blue type. Right. And um, <clears throat> when I was an adult, I ended up meeting you know some poets at uh in college and it was on a different level and i just became interested ended up you know dating a poet and being surrounded by a lot of creative individuals and next thing i know after my heart got broke by that said poet <laughs> i wrote a poem about it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And okay it activated, you know a newfound love you know for myself a newfound way of healing too oh okay tell me a little bit more about that like you're just your healing process just how did that help you with your healing process I didn't um so I've always been creative but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that you know my creativity was as important to me as it is now and so I kind of like um I kind of like ignored it for a while mm-hmm. and so when you know when when I needed an outlet and I didn't you know go to like a psychologist or anything I was like what can I do and one day I was like driving home in my car and I just like started saying stuff out loud and it sounded poetic and I was like okay <laughs> let me write this down <laughs> and then um, like I you know I draw I sing and oh okay yeah I used to dance so like I did everything in the arts and like it was just like okay maybe you should uh maybe you should let somebody hear this and see what <laughs> see what they say okay so what stopped you um just to backtrack you said that you stopped you kind of ignored your 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 creative gifts or wow can you tell me just what stopped you from like embracing those creativity that creativity for a minute um so I graduated high school in 2008 you know that was um that was when the whole Obama stuff was going on and um the economy was kind of going through a recession and I was afraid of Mm. pursuing my dreams and my goals um at the time because I was just like you need to get some type of you know education that you to have a job no matter what kind of state the economy is in and so I started thinking like what can I do and the only other thing that I liked was like you know numbers so like Mm -hmm. I I was like okay if you do finance you can work for some corporate company and you know do the numbers for this company and you'll always be straight they'll always need you because money gonna always be important and so I just let go of the you know the idea of opening my own business opening a dance studio you know being a singer Things like that, like the stuff I did in my bedroom when I was singing in front of my teddy bears, I just, I kind of like let it go Mm. to be financially stable. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I feel you, girl. (laughs) We all do it because you, because I I had the same admirations. Like when I was in college, I'm like, I'm going to fix all the world's problems. And then... Right. I was in school. I graduated oh, in college oh nine. So I was like right there in the middle. I said, oh, I can't. Oh, I shouldn't have yeah. done this major. I should have done something like IT because this is church. Yeah. So I could because at my time I was doing anthropology and psychology. So, you know, those mm. are definitely love like crash of love unless you really know what you're doing. And, and I did not. So I completely understand. Right. Okay. Wow. So like. So how long did it take you to come like, so how long did you work in finance or did you work in finance when you got out of college before you just like, I can't do this no more? <laughs> Oddly enough, I still work in finance. I, um, okay. I'm in the financial, yeah, I'm in the financial aid department at um, a school. But I get to do it remotely now because, you know, I relocated in Georgia, but the school is, is based in Arkansas. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I get to do that part time. And okay. um, yeah, I I actually I do hair. That's my that's my goal to do hair and to uh, be an artist. Full oh, time. awesome! Okay, well, yeah. shoot. Next time I see you, I'm like, uh, how much is for whatever you do? Just do it. Exactly. I actually <laughs> cut my hair off, so it might be hard. But we'll see. Yes, girl. I had to have. When a I saw you, you had. When I saw you, would you have your hair? 
Girl, I had a wig on. <laughs> Okay. I was like, I don't yes, know. Honey. I don't know if it was red or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got me one of them headband wigs. It was rocking the do, honey. So, but yeah, I cut it off. I had to have a catharsis. It was very nice. It was like, I was kind of like sobbing a little bit. It was great. Mm. It felt real nice I'm to kind of cut off something. And somebody who does hair, if you y'all like to cut. And I just did it myself. I found some 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 rusty scissors, and I was like, "Yes, cut!" And then uh, <laughs> I was it's like, felt great. It's happening. I was like, "I'm finally doing it. I'm taking control." <laughs> it was it was so uneven, <laughs> but you know, it, but I rocked it uneven for like a good month before I finally got it cut into a decent shape. So I look just like my yeah. daddy. And, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, just uh, that's why we call this co-sizing tangents, by the way. We will go on tangents. I do not think literally, like whatever comes to my mind, I tend to say it. So just FYI. But I feel like we're kindred spirits that we can follow you all, follow each other. Yeah. Um, okay. So you still work, you work in the finance department. So you still manage somehow to um, still content, still work in a corporate environment but also chasing your dreams. Like, how did you decide to do that? Because I know some people will just either, they either go all or nothing, they either stay in the corporate life, or they they say, F it, I'm finna live in a van, and I'm finna play music or do whatever they have to do. So, like, what was that like? Like, being able to, what is it like to actually be able to work your job that pays you to be creative, basically? Honestly, all I can say and I'm gonna be real transparent with you. It's not what Jeez. you know; it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like manifesting is so real because full transparency. I didn't finish Please. college, so I oh, studied okay. finance, but mm-hmm. I quit school my senior year. And when I was, I, I had a long life, girl. So when I was in the military, I ended up. You was in the military. <laughs> Girl, yeah, so I done had a long life. Like, but oh my God. like when I was in the military, <laughs> when I was in the military, um, one of my NCOs, like, he knew somebody, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was telling him, you know, because I was going through life, and I was like, listen, I'm unhappy with my life, and I'm unhappy with everything I got going on, and I don't want to work for no white man. Do you know somebody <laughs> who needs help? And I was like, I'm willing to take a pay cut. I'm willing to do what I got to do. I just want to see somebody that owns a business that looks like me. Mm. And so he was like, I got this homegirl. She just opened up a school and she needs some help. And so when I met her, you know, it was it was really nice. I mean, you know, and um, we, we went to lunch and um, we, we just talked. And she was like, I would. Yeah, like I would I would like to, you know, have you. So she hired me on as a cashier. Right. <clears throat> and um I think I was there maybe two months and she like I guess she saw my work ethic and she was like I want to offer you another position in my mm-hmm. company and I was like okay and then next thing you know she was like I want to offer you another position in my company and I was like oh okay <laughs> and so like you know just getting to know her she became like you know working for her she became a multimillionaire. um oh wow and so you know, just she took me under her wing, and I've been helping her run her company. Um, so it's just it's 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 not what you know; it's who you know. And I don't know, like, so I've been able to do that even when I moved. You know, like I took a break mm-hmm. um, working for her, and so you know when I decided to come back, uh, we just kind of talked about it being part time, and like I'm just helping with back office stuff and still being able to you know get my main bills paid with it. And mm-hmm. being able to take time and really hustle outside of that. Because, you know, you you just, you have to have that balance where it's like, you know, you want to sustain. Like, you know, you want to mm-hmm. be able to pay your bills. You don't want to be out here. I'm a woman. I can't be out here <laughs> at least once a month. I need to know that I got somewhere to sleep, eat. And that's, you know, with women <laughs> right. things. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I yeah. need to know that I have certain things taken care of. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of, if I don't give into my art, sometimes I, I get so depressed. And so mm. it's like, I have to take that time. Like, I have to schedule 
the time to 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 work on my own brand because I I can't become a multimillionaire like her if I don't focus on what my purpose is and what God has given me to give to the world. Mm, you know, and I so I just I just keep I don't know like every day I'm waking up and I say mantras and I I say my affirmations and I'm like, okay, you know, this is what I want. I know it don't look like I'm going to have it yet, but every day it looks a little bit closer and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> as long <laughs> as you keep moving forward. That's amazing. Yeah. Girl, so I, I just want to go back a couple steps because you definitely had lived a life. I was like, okay, so you were in the military. What branch were you in? Army. National okay. Guard, yeah. Okay, I have one of my best friends. She's Army National Guard. So, so you did that for like four years. I did that for eight years. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you did that for eight years, man. Okay. Can you tell me just what it was like? Just and we're gonna go back because I definitely want to get into your affirmations, your manifesting because I know that's something that you've been uh, you've been writing a book about, and we will get to that because I really want to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> um, but I just, I just because you have so much experience and uh, how can I ask how are you? I'm 31. <laughs> Girl, you're so young. It's just I'm like, you definitely. Okay, okay. If y'all see her, like, she is just, she looks like a fresh kid. Like, but not really. <laughs> She's a grown woman. She just has a youthful face. And you wouldn't know that all this life that you, you've lived. So what was that like just as a Black woman in the military? Because you're my first military lady that I've talked to. So I'm excited. Uh, it was crazy honestly like i i can't i kid you not i could only do eight years because i was like i can't do this <laughs> it was a fight i was not it was a fight i just i just i wasn't ready for and like the thing about it was i enlisted first and mm -hmm. so you know i did my training as a i think i went from e3 to like e4 and so when i d got done with my training you know i did a little bit of time but then of course me being me i'm talking to people and somebody says hey you know a better career path would be for you to become a commissioned officer and mm -hmm. so i was like okay you know the money like even going through the training that will bump me up three pay grades right oh and okay. so I, my, my pay would go up <laughs> tremendously just from training to become an officer and so um I decided to like you know listen to them and I was you know as a young woman I was like I, I was trying to get to the money to be honest and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I was all about like, the money whatever, whatever right mm -hmm. and, um, I decided to go through the training it was hell um, mm. but me being a non-quitter, I was like, okay, I finally commissioned, became an officer. I was like probably the youngest person in my class. Like, mind you, I'm mm. going through training with 40 year old white men. I'm mm. like, the, you know, if, if there was another black woman in the class, it was no more than three of us out of like 60. And Dang. so, you know, and then, and then not a lot of the energy that came from, you know, going through these trainings was like, either you meet another black woman who's like, hey, black woman, let's be cool. <laughs> or you right. meet another black woman that's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stereotype us as black women. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like going through all these trainings, it's like, okay, I don't know if I should be cool with you, but I'm going to try to talk to you, but I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, um, so it, it just felt lonely mm. a lot. After I finally got my commission, became a second lieutenant, um, you know, I, I, every meeting I went to, it was lonely. Like it was, I never connected with anybody again. I'm, I'm with these experienced 40, 50 year old white men who, you know, go golfing and, 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 and yakking together <laughs> and I don't have <laughs> anything in common with them and I'm Man. supposed to be in a meeting and I'm supposed <laughs> to, you know, like get to know them and. Yeah, it was it was, it was intense. I made my right. way. But yeah, I, I just knowing yeah. just getting a glimpse of your personality, I can see you making your way, but like I feel like that would have been such a hard thing to do as a natural creative going into something so rigid. Like so did you was that also a time where you just you didn't get a chance to work in your creativity or did you kind of have to put that on hold as well? I did like I was I felt like I was losing myself that's when I that's when I started like working on manifesting like the life I wanted because I I had got promoted and even though it was supposed to be a good day 
and I, I didn't feel fulfilled and I was just like mm. what am I doing like what it what is my life like I was I think when I was I had just got promoted I was still working at a bank and again mm. I've always you know worked with money and stuff and um I was like working the way that it was set up was it was as if the only white person was an overseer and all the black mm. people worked where I worked or like, you know, when I worked at Bank, of, Bank, all the black people would be at a specific branch and all the white people would be at a specific dr- branch. And I was just like, this is not like, <laughs> I can't see myself doing this. And that's when I was just like, I just had a wake up call. And I was like, you know what, just start asking people. And that's when I had asked my NCO, I was like, who do you know? Because he was big on like, you know, uh, being like, about blackness and so I was just like okay well who do you know that is needing help because I don't care about the money anymore like I just need to see somebody that looks like me that is doing it so that I can get some motivation to do it for Mm. me you know yeah and And so was your NCO black too or he was just kind of pro-black he was black yeah okay so you okay so you at least had at least a a black male you can ask these questions to and just kind of at least get some help if they were amenable okay yeah funny enough he wasn't even there that long because the 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 one who he replaced was white so oh I was man he's <laughs> <Yeah, I'm laughs> so, so, like surrounded by him just sur- oh my gosh I feel you because that's how I've been like my most most of my adult life because I, I went to a PWI and a predominantly yeah. white institution and so I and I chose that. And if I could go back, I probably would have I definitely would have done differently. I chose that because I went to all black schools and I was like, I need to understand how to work in their world. Because at that yeah. time it was it was their world. I didn't see it as I can have a piece of my own world. And I think that was like maybe like that a simulation mindset because that's what we've been ingrained into dealing with mm-hmm. you like you're gonna have to learn how to deal with them <laughs> so that was one of the reasons why I went there so I was constantly surrounded by white people and then when I went to my jobs I was always maybe the the other the one of one of one or the one of two uh, so I completely get that now I do want to go back because you you the the one of your biggest things you you can kind of mention is just like finding a black female mentor or somebody that you can kind of look up to. So, and you did hit on one of the subjects too about how like you never know what type of black woman you're going to meet. You're going to either meet a black woman that's like, let's go, let's rule the world, or you're going to meet a black woman who is defensive of her position. So did you have a lot of experience with like the defensive type of black women when you were growing up or just making your way through the, uh, the ranks or just adulthood um so like I grew up in a small town but it was predominantly black like all the white people had moved out and like um it just I mean I I think that we have always been defensive well where I come from we've kind of been defensive and we had to outwork each other to you know be able to Mm. shine and I think in the military you know I I understood it because there would be, you know, some people who would expect you to make it easy for them because, you know, you were kind of the same. But you mm-hmm. as a as a woman in power or not even in power cuz power is an illusion sometimes. But as mm-hmm. a woman who had authority, you don't want anybody to try to get over on you or to think that, you know, you had the easy way out. And so a lot of black women would either have to be very stern to make sure that you know that you have to work because I mean they don't ignore that they've been going through the same thing that you've been going through but mm-hmm. you know they don't want to be like okay well I don't want nobody else to think that I'm taking it easy on you just because you know what I mean yeah and some oh yeah can't balance it and they'll go too hard on you or necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unnecessarily difficult. Right. You know what I find to be kind of interesting about that, about that statement you make, because like we, because I I get it, because when I worked in a trucking company, like I was a manager for the first time. And so I would expect a lot more from my black and brown drivers. Like, I'm like, y'all know better. Like in my head, that's what I'm like, y'all know better than this. Why don't 
you know, having that expectation, but my drivers of the Caucasus Mountains or the of the Caprice Sun Mountains, not just joking, uh, the, the the white drivers, I would be like, mm, just like us. <laughs> so, like, uh, <laughs> just like, not, not surprised. But I'm like, why do, I always wonder, like, why do we do that? Because like, because thing is, in white on white spaces, they, they probably go a little bit easier on them because they help get them jobs or they help get them help them move up but for, for us it's like we have to like if i struggle you gonna have to struggle in that case but i just that just that's came crazy. to mind when you were saying it i was like that, that's why i'm like i don't i try to be a little bit different now i try to be like oh yeah let's i help you you help me or whatever you don't have to even do nothing so let's just help each other because i later on worked with a recruiting company where I was uh, for a big uh, car company. And so I would try to make sure, you know, to like put in as many black people as I could. <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, come on. That's come good. on, niggas, let's go. <laughs> right. And that's, the, that's why I feel like, like a lot of, a lot of uses, <laughs> the young uses. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like now, you know, it's, it's less about competing with each other and more being like, the only way we're going to come up is if we put each other on. Because it's about mm-hmm. community, you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's it, I shouldn't look at another Black woman and be like, oh, you know, I don't want to help her because what if she outdo me? No, sis, come mm-hmm. on. Because if you're better at it, then I'm going to learn from you. And we should, we got to be more comfortable with that. Because, like, yeah. the way society is set up, it seems like we have a little bitty piece of the pie and we all trying to get that one piece. But mm-hmm. we deserve the rest of the pie as well. So I'm about to right. go and do what I got to do to get some more pie and I'm going to share it with my <laughs> people because we all need this pie. <laughs> right. We all got to eat. So it's like the, right. the metaphor, like, they had, like, the table ain't big enough. I said, well, we can build more. We can build more tables. Exactly. We, we can make more pie. Exactly. Because I think, because again, I think that comes from just what where my mindset was when I was younger coming out in 04. I was like, okay, so I have to be willing to, I have to learn how to sit at their table. But now in my head, I want to make my own table. I want to create my own table. I want to extend those tables. And I want everybody to have a seat, you know, as as much as you want to have it, you know. So I think that's the one thing I love about the generation, like your generation. about the same right i don't know you're millennial i don't know yeah i think it's a little i think you like i think you're on the cusp or something of a millennial slash uh gen z or maybe but whatever we all we black i'm like i'm like the tip of millennial i think I feel like I, feel, I get millennial vibes, uh, but that's another way that we, we we categorize each other to figure out like, oh, are you in or are you out? But thing is, if to me, we all in because one, we're females, yeah. we're black, so we should all yeah. be in. I have to remind myself of that, so that's what I'm saying out loud. Yeah. Okay, so I, I love that. So like with your, so would you consider the woman that you work for now? Like, is she considered your mentor, or are you just kind of like? kind of just watch and, watch and learn kind of vibe. You know what? <laughs> Crazy. Like, it, it, it started as, like, a mentorship. And mm-hmm. then, like, next thing, next thing you know, she was like, I think you're one of my best friends. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and we just, like, we just got close. Like, she'll, you know, put me on game about different stuff. And she was the one that was like, Brittany, the thing is, because my real name Brittany. <laughs> she was like, Brittany, um, the thing is, you spending your own money on business stuff. You got to spend this bank money. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. She was like, you got to get your credit up, and you got to get these credit lines, and you got to get all this stuff, because when when you when you start spending their money and paying it back, they're going to want you to spend more money, and that's how you get your game up, you know? And so mm. I was like, okay. So she just like, she'll put me on game, and Stuff that she sell to other people for some reason, she'll just be like, "All right, you need to pay attention. Like, you know, mm-hmm. help me with this, and it'll be just, you know, me helping with with something, and I get to get the information, and it's just like a blessing, honestly. Mm, that's so pretty it's dope. Like a balance, a real balance, because like I've helped her, you know, emotionally, 
And I didn't even realize my value in her life until, you know, she was just explaining to me, like, I went through some stuff emotionally and you have been like, you know, sort of a rock. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't even realize it. It was like, oh, I was just being there. I wasn't trying to be there. Yeah, just sleeping on your internal gifts. I was like, I was just being myself, being my awesome, amazing, supportive friends. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it. I get it (laughs) because... Hey, my friend, she taught me this thing. She said, sometimes you got to summarize the good and the bad. Like, so like we had this this situation where like there was a person, like a mutual person that we both kind of had to like cut out. And then so she like summarized all the weird things that they did. And she was like, I said, damn. When you summarize it like that, it's more impactful. She said, girl, you got to summarize. You got to summarize it, the good and the bad, and you're going to find out if it's worth keeping or leaving. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, tell me more just like, so we talked about the affirmations, the manifesting, and because I've I've started doing that in the last, probably about the last two years. Like, I I used to didn't really write my goals down. Like, I would just say them out loud. But I actually started doing it and drawing it. And I, I noticed that like a lot of the stuff that I was drawing and thinking and manifesting started coming true. So tell me how you got up to that more of a manifestation level. Man, I didn't know what I was doing, honestly. I was just, mm. I was raised as a Christian and I was just like, God, I need something. Like, and then what happens with me is like, I'll have like an impulse thought. And mm-hmm. if I follow the impulse thought, sometimes it leads me to something really good. And um, like when I walked to um, when I like our offices were beside each other, the NCO that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And so I was just sitting there and something mm-hmm. was like, go over there and ask him if he knows somebody. <laughs> mm. And I did. <laughs> and it wasn't even like it was like probably like a month later, I think. And that's when we went to lunch. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to her. Don't let me down. And I was like, okay, next thing you know. <laughs> you know, three years later, he's like, dang, you know, became the top at the company. <laughs> and I was like, you told me not to let you down. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I was just honestly talking to God, just like, listen, I'm tired of the bad relationships. I'm tired of the mistakes. I'm tired of not walking in my will, in your will, not walking in my purpose, you know? And I'm just like, I need to know who you need me to be and who I'm supposed to be because I want to help people. And I don't want to just be this lowly, sad person every day that's smoking (laughs) her tears away and drinking, you know? And it hasn't been easy, like, you know, that was like the first time I really manifested something because it kind of got bad again when mm. I kind of got complacent, you know, yeah. I got complacent. I started I started working for her and I was like giving a whole lot of time, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing anything for myself anymore. And I, I went through the same thing again. I was like, hold on, <laughs> you got to make something shake. And that's when, you know, the doors opened up and I was able to talk to her about, you know, because we became friends. And so I was able to talk to her about being unfulfilled. And she was like, well, what are you what are you feeling? I was like, well, you know, I'm working for you a lot, but I'm not doing anything for myself. And she was like, "Okay, well, do something for yourself. What you need. And so (laughs) that relationship, you know, ended up being to where I could talk to her about the time I the less time I needed to spend working on her business and starting to work on my business and you know doing me mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that's yeah it's been a work in progress honestly oh everything is because you know she didn't just pop up and be like I'm going to be a millionaire well she probably did and just follow her instincts but it probably took her a long time <laughs> it took, so, yeah it, probably, it took her a minute to get there yes so like how did you because that's one of my things like I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of trusting the impulsiveness and or it could be your your instincts or whatever you want to call it so how did how did you get into the point where you were like felt able to trust your impulsiveness you just gotta be fed up with any other option it's like what 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 harm could it do you know what I mean like it, it, it won't tell you to do anything like jump off a bridge, you know what I'm saying? See if you could fly and, and make some wings pop up. It's not going to say nothing like that. It's just going to be like, 
well, go and talk to this person or tell this mm-hmm. person that you need this or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is yeah. like, you know, look at this or do something or walk this way. And it's mm. just, what, I mean, what bad could come from it? <laughs> Your spirit yeah. guide is never going to lead you anywhere that you don't need to be. And it's just like, trusting that has gotten me, like, it's like really going in doing that shadow work and being like well why don't you trust yourself figuring out you know what I need to do in order to trust myself and when I hear the voice I'm just like what harm could it do you know I would never I would never you know because some people say it's it's us or some people say it's God but I would never lead myself astray why would I do that why would I punish myself I'm tired of being punished life is punishment enough (laughs) I I need a good life now Let's be real. Earth is whole ghetto. (laughs) Right. It's ghetto here. Uh That's dope. Right. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I want the suburbs of blackness. Whatever that looks like. Thank you. Like, that's freedom. Because the one thing I think, like, because the one thing, because we talk about, like, we want to get that money. But I feel like, really, what we want is that level of freedom and the level of Mm -hmm. peace Mm -hmm. that that we see that hmm, if I have a certain amount of money, I can eventually buy that peace and that, that freedom. And so right. um, I want to, I want cause you touched on, you've been saying a lot of keywords. Cause I want to go finally get to your affirmations. Cause I know that's one of the first things when you said, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm working on a book of affirmations. I said, you like crystals, don't you? You're like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, me too, girl. I got my amethyst. I got my rose quartz. <laughs> So it's nice to talk to a, a little fellow woo-woo person. But uh, so t- like, how did you get into like that more spiritual side of your, of like, cause I feel like you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, like you're, you don't seem religious, religious, you seem more spiritual. And would that be the case? Like you believe in God, but you still have that more intact spirituality. So how did you get to, down that road? Um. <laughs> long life man okay so <laughs> lord never, don't tell me you're a navy seal too <laughs> <laughs> no like even though you know i was raised up in the church you know there was always something about it that like kind of you know i was like okay at this point what and like i've never been a person that even though i believe if 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 i when i did believe in you know the way that I believe so heavily I was never the person that was like gonna go to somebody else and be like you need to believe what I believe and so that always kind of like was a red flag and I believe like you know the difference between spirituality and religion I believe religion is the man-made rule you know like what somebody else says that you should do in order to see God but I I mean if, if we were all made by God or you know like why wouldn't I have a direct a direct connection with this being this existence and why wouldn't they talk to me why would God tell you something about me before you know they Mm. came to me about it because Mm -hmm. it's like that don't make sense that's like an invasion of privacy like you shouldn't know nothing about me that God don't want to talk to me about first (laughs) or you know and and even even when when confirmation is in play you know what I'm saying it's already Mm -hmm. something that you talk to God about and so if somebody comes and they speak into your life, it's already because you've asked God for confirmation. So it's just like, I don't know, like y'all be tripping sometimes. <laughs> so I just kind of like, I always had that like that red flag with religion. And then, you know, I became an adult and I, I got out of my mom's house and I was able to like read more into the Bible and read more books than the Bible. And mm-hmm. When I started reading, I was like, oh, all y'all saying the same thing in different ways. And right. And like y'all <laughs> all trying to, you know, right. like, you know, it's it's all the same. And so I was just I started ending up meeting people who were from different backgrounds and it was just easy to talk to them. And I was like, as a person, you're a good person. Then one day somebody mm-hmm. told me, it was like, you know, there are good Christians and bad Christians. There are good Muslims and bad Muslims. Then they started naming people in history. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, you are so right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, so I just always, <laughs> always made it a point to just be spiritual and, mm-hmm. and, and just have a direct connection with my spirit person. You know, okay. no matter what they, what language, if, you know, what, what they look like, it didn't matter. 
Mm. So I just, I don't know. I just want to yeah. have a relationship with God, not, not some idea of God. Yeah, create like cultivating your own relationship instead of instead of trying to like mirror off of the what the church says and what the pastor says. It's just like right. I'm gonna have my own relationship with God, and that's and that helps you become a lot closer to Him. I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful, and that's how I feel like as the I, I realized like I started. I've always wanted to like be kind of like woo woo and like witchy or whatever. And so yeah. I know like 2020, right? <laughs> I know I was like, I, I know you're cool. It's like, and it's, it is a lot of the same stuff happened in the Bible, like with divination and like tarot mm-hmm. cards. I was like, oh, saying all the same things. That's they the be thing. doing the same things. I was like, oh my gosh. And, and the, the only, and there was a, this movie I watched called Beautiful Creatures and it had Viola Davis and she was like a, a black lady. I don't know if she was a witch, but she knew witches or whatever. And she's like, God told us to love everything. Men are the ones who told mm. us not to. And I was like, right. always stuck with me because like I try to love, just try to put love out there, you know, as much as I can. And, and that's one of the things that's like really wanted me to be, I feel more connected spiritually to God Mm -hmm. and just just also having to kind of reconcile with what what religion has done to African Americans in America and how it's been so corrupted and I'll be like God I love you but man this these white people's Jesus have done some crazy stuff in your name some crazy shit has been done in your name too much too much and they my last Charles when they said God dictated not Bush what's his name Trump to save America. I said, get out of here. Uh-uh. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's why I draw the line. That's to where I see Donald Trump to go jump off a bridge. How about that? How about exactly. Because that? that's where I draw the line. That orange mofo motherfucker is not <laughs> sent by the Lord. He is sent by the devil. Okay. He is not for me. <laughs> I was like, if y'all believe that, I'm going to have to exit. I'm going to have to exit stage left on that one, honey. I don't think so. <laughs> y'all got to rethink. Right. Okay. And, and scene. Cut. And scene. Like, <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's wrap it up. Cause let's wrap it up, guys. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to worry about me. I'm out of here. Peace. So I completely get Okay. So it's like you said, just you've lived a lot of life. So you 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 worked. You have observe religion in its most conservative really because black churches are super conservative conservative we don't be thinking blackness is and conservative go together but no we're super conservative conservative just not the same way as white conservatives but sleep right kind of the same okay but and so you traverse through religion you you traverse through military which is basically america's religion uh so you're you're out you're right uh, so you're you're out. You're you're 31, and you're finally embracing the creativity things, the things that make you happy. So, what are you doing now? Tell the world, because I know what you're doing a little bit, but I haven't heard the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, so again, um, I'm a hairstylist, um, mm-hmm. specializing in locks and braids, lock tissue. And, oh, um, I know somebody with some locks. I know locks. Right. <laughs> I'm about to. Um, I'm about to become a hair color specialist as far as like uh, hair goes. And you said hair coach? Hair color. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be paint rainbows in people's head. <laughs> I love seeing um, it when they like that the right color when it just hits. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to specialize in that and not trying, I'm going to. And um mm-hmm. and then, you know, I do my poetry and my singing and I write music, singer songwriter, and now I'm about to be a published author. Um, I'm an empowerment speaker, mm-hmm. and yeah, like these are these are the things that I do. <laughs> okay, so tell me. Okay, so we did hit on the, the hair, the hair and the color. So I know you had a hair appointment today. You're a poet. You're, you're gonna. I already asked you. You gonna grace us with something at the end. So tell me more about your the book that you put out because as a as a as a pub as a published author too. So I feel you welcome to the yeah. team. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so tell me about your your book of affirmations or like what is what is it gonna be? Um, what is your goal with it? Like, and who's the audience? Mm, cool. So, um, 
the I just bit my nail while talking. <laughs> um, the book is called Seven Moons: Developing Introspection Through Affirmations. Is the subtitle, and basically the book is just it's a reflection of my past a uh, year, couple of years, you know, where you know I've had my ups and downs, and just on the road to this person that I am today as well as the person that I'll be tomorrow and the day after that um basically just giving insight about you know how hard it was to kind of talk to the parasites in the back of my mind that kind of like tried to make me believe that I didn't deserve a better life um Mm. trying to separate the idea of being rich from you know being rich wealthy with money versus being rich and wealthy in spirit and how you know, the connection between manifesting that money and having everything that you need and how it might not look exactly how you think it should look with the Gucci and the, you know, the the, the cars and all that type of stuff and just kind of like separating the desire for that type of wealth from the desire of being truly like in tune and wealthy and having everything that you need and, you know, eventually like, becoming so wealthy that like you manifest that in the physical realm you know the spiritual realm and every other realm that exists you know so Mm -hmm. that's what that book's about um I forgot what else you said (laughs) (laughs) Um, talk about how it's like manifesting like learning that you you could be rich without the wealth or once you're manifesting that that meant that mentality how you can kind of be more wealthy beyond your your dreams really besides that physical manifestation and money right like it's it's really like um I guess what I said before is it's, it's just a reflection of like real life stories about what I dealt with and then like mm-hmm. it gives like these affirmations that I came up with like it starts with the introduction and the the first affirmation is like just so hard that it's just like either you in or you not if you not in then don't even read the rest of the book but if you in mm. let's go you know because <laughs> like gotcha. at the end of this book you gonna change your life and it's not gonna be like instant be a type of book that you can read any day of the week to re-motivate yourself or to get re you know what I'm saying like to recenter yourself and be able to just be like, okay, I'm here. Let's go. Mm, definitely need that. Cause I know some days, cause I, that's the one thing about like waking up spiritually and healing. Like you think you're going to be fine always, but you have to constantly work on your, your healing. Like it's never going to be, I don't feel, I don't believe healing will ever be complete. You're going to always be yeah. like 95% or you know, up and down, but a hundred percent is like completely impossible to get because you have to constantly re-motivate yourself. You have to constantly like go through those ups and downs of yeah, facing, you know, show you new ways of like new new ways of learning something the same. Like it's like, you know, how you can watch a movie and a person can fall in love with somebody and then because of like, you know, the trauma that they dealt with in a past relationship they have these walls up and they finally let these walls down and the person looks like they're about to do something. You know what I'm saying? That that's the person in the past did. And you put mm-hmm. this wall up because you think that you know what's going to happen, but you have to really be able to like be in the moment and like say, Hey, I'm healed from that person. And even though I might have a little scratch, a little bruise, a little bandaid, <laughs> might right. need a little bandaid. I'm willing to take this chance again because nothing is better than right now. Like my past is not better than right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I'm not going to focus so much on my future that I'm going to ignore what's right here right now. Right. So basically okay. staying present. Cause that's, I know that's hard. That's hard. Oh, that's so real hard. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, so that's hard. probably the, the hardest thing of just like being present and being intentional is something that I had to work on. And I remember I had to ask uh, Jay, uh, the person we know, and I was like, she remembers, she kept saying being intentional. I said, what do you mean by that? Like, 
what is these yeah. words did you say? And she's definitely helped me a lot with like my mental health, even more than she knows. Like she would like explain yeah. it to me in a way that I understand. I'm just like, oh, I want that. I want to be intentional and I want to set boundaries. <laughs> I, want <that. laughs> I want that. Like that sounds like something that I need. And so she taught me like tapping exercises for my for my anxiety. And so but like, it helps you with that present, that the state present. And because whatever, Yay. there was this quote, I was like, go, Jay, go, Jay, boogie. Uh, <laughs> so right. the one thing somebody said, I got, I get all my quotes from TV. I wish I could say I got them from books, but I got them from TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's on Netflix. I don't even want to say where I got it from because it's stupid, but it's a good, good, good word. He said that this, it was his father talking to his son and his son was like, had a lot of anxiety and depression. He said, anxiety, you have anxiety about the future and you get depressed about the past. So that's why you have to stay mm-hmm. present. And I was like, okay, dad, getting these dad formations. So um, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. <laughs> Staying present. Um, So, like, one, if uh, before we, because your book is not out yet, do you know when your book is going to be available for purchase and order? Did I lose you? I'm so hoping that. um, Yeah, I can hear you. I'm uh, hoping that it won't be a month from now, but um, I do have a website where you can do pre ordering. And as oh. soon as it does come, you can, you know, have it already on back order. Okay. And I will put that, just make sure you send that to me and I'll put that in the description so people can pre-order it and get their version. So before your book comes out, is there like what advice, because we're getting close to an hour and I definitely want to make time for one of your poems. So just like what advice would you give somebody who just listens to this, who is stuck in the past or trying to think about the future? What would you say to that person, male, female, other, about just getting out of their own way? And talk to the little kid in you. Um, there was this lady uh, named Christelle, and she told us, she she works with women a lot, and she's like, you need to go find that little girl, and you need to hold mm. her. And, you know, you need to, you know, console her and let her know that you're here. And I was just, like, I, I that's, that has stuck with me. So I would like definitely um <laughs> I give homage to the people who have been helping me. Like Drika Rice, she did this uh funeral workshop where we were able to bury all the things that we didn't we didn't want anymore. So mm. I would just say, like, go to your little go to your little person, the the kid you were, talk to that person, ask them what it is that they're afraid of and why they, you know, why why what what is keeping them from allowing you to become the person you need to be once y'all had that conversation bury it have a funeral for it have an actual ceremony write something down like i wrote a whole eulogy for all the things that i no longer wanted to see with myself like i would not be talking on this podcast the way that i am had i not had that eulogy you know Mm. so just really having that ceremony and you know embracing the person and letting that letting that shit be in the grave let that shit go you know it made you who you are it's been there it did what it had to do it served its purpose let's go and then you just move like you just move you just get up and you just go you know yeah yeah and that's the that's one thing that's helped me a lot just like yesterday was my day that I just sat and I don't want to say wallowed but I just really another this guy from TikTok I was jumping his live and I was just being real I said I just feel a little depressed I don't feel like leaving yeah really muster is just existing and sometimes existing is okay and i was like i like that and that's so true oh my god sometimes so true yeah sometimes just existing is okay as long as it's not the everything you do and i was like i love that so much um yeah i think we don't realize that everything like when we trust ourselves what we feel is needed like it's like I have my day. I'm a cancer, so I'm moody, okay? Like, I have my days where I don't, I can't, like, entertain people or something like that. And I have to acknowledge that it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not detrimental. It's just me. I'm the type of person that has to, like, I refuel myself by having a long time with myself. And, like, 
you know, you just stop making yourself out to be a bad guy. You're not a bad guy because you feel what you feel. Mm, you're not I a like bad that. guy at all. <laughs> stop making yourself. You're not a bad guy. I love that. And that's so simple. It'd be the simplest stuff. It's like, you're not a bad person. Because I know, like, that's what that negative self-talk will do. It's like, oh, I'm a terrible fucking human being. I'm just never going to be great. And you're just like, no, oh, like... Have you murdered or hit somebody? No, then you're pretty right. damn good. Trying to destroy somebody's life. Now, one time I did try to slice somebody's tire, but you know. That's good. I'm glad. Don't be going back. Okay. Well, I got just I got one more question. I, I love that. I just I tried to. I've never sliced anybody's tires, but I have been in, I have been accomplice to some things. <laughs> I am that supportive friend that was I was I was like I support like I haven't nobody's made me mad enough where I want to physically do anything to their shit yet, and I was like give it time, <laughs> give it time. But hopefully nobody's gonna bring me out of character. <laughs> I will ride with you though. I was like come on, bitch, let's get in the car. <laughs> they don't know my car. They don't know my car, so let's go. Yeah, like you sure? Like we don't have to do this. I don't want you to go to jail. It's like you like I need to do. Um. So uh, the last question I want to ask just before I get you to do a poem is just when did you fall in love with your blackness? Oh my god. Um. I think I've always been in love with being, you know of a darker hue mm-hmm. um I don't know like I've, I've always loved you know what I'm saying like being black as far as like falling in love with like maybe the culture I think I didn't do that till I was like I went to UAPB and it was you know historically black black college and I was like oh my god you guys are so cool <laughs> <laughs> And and I just I I think that's when it really hit me. Like I didn't realize I was going to an HBCU until I went to an HBCU, and I was just mm. like, "Dang, my people are dope! Like we we got the we got the education going, and we still kicking it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just one thing I wish I would have went to. Man, I look at these pictures and videos, and I'm like, I could have had all that and the joy. <laughs> And the blackness. <laughs> it was that. That was an experience. I tell you that. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we're coming. We're just a little bit over, and um, so I just want to go ahead because I, I keep getting the call from my brother. So I'm a, uh, but he's okay. I had to make sure he's fine. So I want to, if you don't mind, we hit our hour. Even though I could talk to you forever because you don't. I just would love for you to regale us with this one of your poems. I know you did one in when we were in Ohio. I love that one, but if you have another one on your heart, go for it, girl. Let's go. I'm I'm gonna do the one I did in Ohio because we were talking about mental health and stuff. Um, so I think that one like really fits. Um, this is actually when I was telling you about you know like. This is the poem that got me over the hurdles when I was like, listen, God, I need something different. Oh, okay. Here we go. I love the backstory. Let's go. I can't recall the last time I took advice from anyone shaped like a figure eight who trusts pretty girls anyways. I can't recall the last time I took advice from anyone. I'm sure that'd be the death of me. And I can't recall the last time I took love from anyone. I'd call daddy, who's got one anyways, not me. Are you hating yourself? Do you really hate me? Are you losing yourself or crucify me? Have you ever wanted to just give up on life? Like living didn't feel like you were alive anymore. You're just waiting for the last day when there will be no need to survive anymore. I'm tired. 26 years in this dimension and I'm feeling like God doesn't even know my name. Like I must have sent you over 9,481 prayers and you've heard 
not one. Depressing, right? Like, how can someone feel so low and not commit some form of suicide? Well, I tried. Problem is, I didn't die. I jumped off a bridge and dived right into the Niger River, hoping to drown, but I'm a fighter. So no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't give up. Oh, yeah. Wake up. Here comes your reoccurring series of events. Like in what method will my trials present themselves as this time? Trial number 3,286. No, I won't fail this time. Just pray, dear God. Make me like a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Into the next dimension because this one sucks. Dear God, make me like a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Damn, I'm still here. I lay myself down to sleep, but I'd rather take late night selfies with my notebook. Tell a story as if those words could heal the dementia or memory loss I had when it came to life. You see, I've been here before, but can't quite remember how it ends or even how I got to this point. Life seeming so rich, but I'm just a poor girl struggling with her idea of existing. I'm giving 100% to something that I have no proof will prevail in order to find happiness or eternal bliss. I sacrificed my fears, took a leap of faith. I guess that's how I ended up on this bridge. See, now I'm back where I started because practice means repetition. And though it's not quite the same, I'm saying the same things in different ways just so you can catch the vision. Trying to trust God and lean not to my own understanding. But see, I have a hard time figuring if the voice in my head is him or me. I hum sometimes. They say it'll keep the devil out of your thoughts, but then I'd have to admit that I can't really hear myself think. They say I exist in the image of the one who was and is and is to come. So there's power in the words that I speak. I speak life into this peace, bringing peace with my art. Art brings way to my reality. I'm not writing for you. I'm writing for me. Trying to find those gifts that make room for me. You see, I read once that my gifts would make room for me. And I'm tired of answering to my oppressors. So I'll let these gifts make room for me. And I'm not saying that I'm a prodigy. But maybe life is about finding fruition inside of the journey. Well, here I am back at this bridge ready to give up. But wait, I think I've been here before. Thank you. That's so good. <laughs> I just like listening to that girl listening to that just sounds like the whole like you summarized our whole conversation just because I heard all the references <laughs> like the, the uh not working for the oppressors I'm like I saw that when I hear that was real good <laughs> just right. using your gifts to like elevate the world but also just elevate yourself and just mm -hmm. just getting out of your way like and you talked about how fear was just holding you back and just yeah. uh, and just once you just like I don't even think like fear ever goes away. Like fear is just on the ride with us. I'm like, you just yeah. take the side seat. You just be quiet and just enjoy the ride fear because we finna go. <laughs> yes. It's really Man. a power that you can like harness. Like it's like, it's, it's going to be there. And it's always, mm -hmm. gonna, you know, I mean, that's how you know that it's real time. That's how you know it's happening. Like, okay, if you're not afraid, then you probably ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but exactly. you take that power and you just... Shit. come on let's go <laughs> just go it's just go girl mm. well i'm so excited to see like all the things you're gonna do just get this book i need to i need some more affirmations i definitely want to start working on my shadow work and uh because you mentioned that earlier i was like oh i keep forgetting i need to do that um but yeah. yeah i'm just i'm just so thankful for you giving you giving me your time and your energy and just like just giving me all this good information. So I'm so proud of you, girl. I'm just so happy for you. Get it. I know, I'm proud of you too. I'm so happy we met. I feel like me we've known for a minute now. <laughs> I know, right? It's literally just been January. I remember the day, January 28th. <laughs> it's been like a whole month. Uh, so, but I'm appreciated because that's one thing I believe with God is God, God speaks to me through people, like having people in my life that can either show me a good thing or a bad thing and they show show me love or show me indifference and so you definitely showed me a lot of love coming to my birthday didn't even know me you're like hey girl i was like hey <laughs> and so no. thankful for you and your support wesley was like wesley was like um yeah this is my cousin and then he tried to explain how he used his cousin and he was like well i don't know if she my cousin cousin or whatever but i was like okay well cool so we we had the dinner i'm like oh she nice <laughs> And then you oh, like, the food. <laughs> <laughs> That's your love language, huh? 
Like, that's my love language. It was the food. That's what it was. <laughs> girl, I don't want nobody to go hungry around me. You ain't been to. Like, you <laughs> girl, I know. Yeah. I know y'all just got here, but here you go. Shoot. Right. Yeah. I know it's COVID times. We don't want to eat off each other's plate, but I'm like, you said it. I was like, uh, I that piece of food. <laughs> right. I was like, I got vaccinated. We good. <laughs> But girl, again, I'm looking forward to, uh, I actually may hit you up about something else. Um, I may be working on, uh, I talked to the last guy I did a podcast with, uh, his name was Miles, and he's, I met him randomly at an Emily King concert, and he is from St. Louis, and he's a, he's a musician, but um, he's like, man, I gotta get down to Chattaboogie, and I was like, well, y'all are, you like next door, Um, and so I was like, Hmm, I might have something working. I'm gonna try to yeah. might be percolating on something. Ooh, but anyway, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up and just thank you again. I love you. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Um, and oh, thank you, girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining Cosines and Tangents, and thank you for listening. And bye bye. Just have a great day. Bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, and see, okay.